Father, as we enter into the message, I pray that it would be less of me and more of you, and that your word would come, though you're using my voice. In Jesus' name, amen. So the spiritual disciplines, if you remember back, we've been talking about these for a little while, from the book Richard, from, by Richard Foster called Celebration of Disciplines, and the first thing that we talked about before we got into these was the idea of liberation or freedom, because the this, this spiritual disciplines are ways for us to be set free in our spiritual lives, and, and it's important to stress that this morning, because this morning uh, we're going to talk about something that is often seen as the opposite of freedom. We're going to talk about the spiritual discipline of submission, of letting go and letting God. And so let me get to, to Richard Foster and, and uh, in your study that, that you're going through, uh, in, this is towards the back, I'm flipping him around a little bit, so if you're a, uh, Kit would be very happy, Kit and Patty and Christy Ray are all on Cumberland Island, so don't feel too bad that they're not here. They, they went on a, on a hiking uh, expedition, Kit does a monthly hiking group. So if you're a hiker, let Kit know and uh, she'll get you on the list and um, you'll get to do stuff like this. But she'd like this because there's a list. And if Kit's a list person, she likes to go, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things that we're going to talk, seven acts of submission. So the first is, of course, that we are to submit to God, that we're to live our lives yielding to God in a way that sets so that we can say in our hearts, as you will, what you will, when you will it. And that's a Thomas Akempis uh, quote. Uh, and I don't, as you will and what you will, are, I'm good with that last one, when you will it. I struggle with that. Can I get an amen? You know, because if God would just do what I wanted when I wanted it, things would be a lot worse in my life. But I would think that they would be a lot better. Um, so our, our goal is to submit to God as you will, what you will, and when you will it. God is very patient, right? And, and, and he wants to, us to, to continue to seek him throughout the journey. And, and often he waits to make sure that we're going to be faithful. And, uh, and, and, and so that's part of that when you will it. Uh, we yield all of our lives to him and for his purposes. And that's what submitting to God is about. The second is submitting to scripture. First is to hear the word. Second, to receive the word. And third, to obey the word. I don't know why he put the hard one at the end. All the time. I, can, I can hear the word and I can receive the word, but then it says that obey. And, and know this, that biblical submission, because that's what we're going to be talking about, is biblical submission will never be contradictory to God's word in the Bible. So if someone in your life is trying to get you to, to believe or to submit to something that, that is clearly contradictory to the Bible, that's not something that, that we would submit to. The third is to family, and I got a passage I'd like to read. It's at Philippians chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 11. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort in love, any sharing in the Spirit, any sympathy, complete my joy by thinking the same way, having the same love, being united and agreeing with each other. Sounds like family, right? Being united in everything and getting along all the time. Right, Lane? You get along with Noah and, and Rhett all the, every day, all day long. Yeah. And <laughs> And Drew, with Will, it, yeah, it, you know, you, you guys, yeah, fa family, you know, we're always getting along, you know, Solomon and Albert never fight, and it's, all, it's always good, right? No, <laughs> no, 
but that's what we're called to and, and when we submit to, to, uh, to, to family. Don't do anything for selfish purposes, but with humility, think of others as better than yourselves. And that's a challenge for us in this world of ours. Instead of each person watching out for their own good, watch out for what is better for others. Adopt the attitude that was in Christ Jesus. Christ is still our target. Christ is who our model is. See, Christ, though he was in the form of God, he didn't consider being equal with God something to exploit, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a slave and by becoming like human beings when he found himself in the form of a human. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, that's one of those words, when you see that in Scripture, therefore, Go back and check what it just said, because it, it, it's, it's a transition word that, that's going to make a statement. Because of these things, then this. So therefore, God highly honored him and gave him a name above all names, so that at the name of Jesus, everyone in heaven, on earth, and under the earth might bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The, the question that we a- need to ask in families, because families are, are really difficult. We're around each other all the time. <laughs> you know, we're, we annoy each other. You know, I was sick this week. I guarantee if Kit was here and I said I was annoying this week, Kit would go, amen, hallelujah. She <laughs> you know, I didn't feel well. And, and so, so w- when we're around each other, it's harder than, it, than coming w- when on Sunday morning when we're here. It's easy to love on you today. It's harder on Tuesday, you know, <laughs> when, when, when you've been around each other all the time. So, so a question, are you, are each of us making allowances for each other? Are we listening? Are we loving each other? Are we taking the time to do that? And this is not, the, the que- this question is not, is one person making allowance for the other people? That's not what we're talking about. The scripture tells us clearly we are submit one to another. See, that happens when one person feels entitled or thinks that the other person is supposed to do what they want. And that's not what we're talking about with this. That's unhealthy, that's destructive. So submit, therefore, to one another is a dual submission that provides for healthy and vibrant relationships. The fourth is to submit to our neighbors and those that we meet in daily life. And, and, and on this one, think small random acts of kindness, right? So we do random acts of kindness for other people in our life. Or one of the things that I like is see a need, fill a need. I think there used to be a, something that y'all used to do here called see a need, fill, fill a need. So if you saw something, it's kind of like we got the message from, from uh, Mr. McKay, I think it was, at West, at West Jackson Middle School. We saw a need, and they were overwhelmed by all the stuff that they got. You know, they, she asked for some glue and some scissors and some paper, and she ended up with, you know, a stack of stuff. And, and the receptionist, when I came in with the second load, was like, there's more? <laughs> so yeah, love y'all. And, and, and that's, the, that's who we want to be. The other is to submit to the believing community. Know this, while we, none of us can do everything, we, all of us can do something. None of us can do it all, not called to do it all, but we are called to participate. So where are you plugging in? talked about the Matthew initiative a little bit ago we have a need on Wednesday night children to have assistance and we have to have leaders with the children who are here 
Uh, the prayer team has been asking for folks to join, along, to come alongside. Prayer is critically important, especially at the place that we're at as we're looking at location and moving and, and, and becoming a, uh, this movement in community where, where we have a coffee house as part, oh, that's open during the week so, so that we can bring worlds together. We can bring the sacred and the secular worlds into proximity so that it's not just a church that you go to on Sunday and Wednesday. It's a place that you go all during the week, coffee house with the preschool and, and, and then the church service <laughs> will, will be there, obviously, as well. But that's what we're, that's what we're looking for. That's where we're headed. And, and that's going to take all of us doing something. So where is it that God is calling you in this move of the spirit that's going on here? I've been talking to Patty Moore about the possibility of, of, of a special needs ministry and, and planning on that. We love, we, we love our, our, our guys, you know, we, we love them. And, and, and if there's a way that we can have an impact in this community for the developmentally disabled and those in, in that, that population, we want to do that. We want to do that. Patty, work, Patty does that. And Kim, you work at work work with 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 uh, the the boys and girls and that that are, are in that in that realm. We want to be that place. We want to be that place because uh, because we want to be a support for for people. Are you being generous in your support of the minis- of the ministries that are going on here? See this golf tournament. While yeah, it's a golf tournament, the reason for that is to sp- support the mission and ministry here at Arbor Point. That's what the golf tournament's for. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be all of those things, but it is to support the mission and ministry here. Never forget that. Each of us has an opportunity to make a difference. So I would challenge you, where is it that God is calling you? Where is it that God would have you? Another is to the broken and despised. Um, those, those who are in need. We know for a fact, because we went and met with Pri- Principal Hardegree, that they need mentors in the schools. And after what happened in Florida, we need to participate if we can. If that's a calling on your heart to be a mentor in the school, we will connect you. We will connect you to that. Because these kids need people in their lives who are solid. They need people who are solid. Are we willing to jump in? I serve in our community on, on the second Saturday, third Tuesday. Our firewood ministry needs some strong backs and, I, should I say weak minds? No, I won't say that. Some st- some strong backs it, 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 to, to cut, split, and deliver firewood. We have firewood that we need to, that for those who, who that's their primary source of heat, we deliver firewood for free to those families. And um, we need to do some, some cutting and splitting <laughs> and, uh, to prepare. So if that's something that's on your heart, see John Landis, let me know. John, raise your hand. John Landis is the guy who leads that for us. But where is it that you are called to? Who is it that you are called to? And the last is to the world. We're supposed to be in the world. You, one day, Andy, we're going to have to put this graphic together of the earth, right? So this is the earth, and the church is in the world, but not of the world. But what we tend to do is then we become in the church. So instead of being in the, in the world, not of the world, we, we end up being in the church and of the church. That's not what we're called to. We're called to be at the margins. We're called to be at those places where the, er, where the world and the church meet. That's why the coffee house. We want to create space for that. Where, how can we get there? What can we do? We're to be in the world and not have engage. Those are seven areas that Foster gives to us. He presents us with really an incredible idea, the idea that if we practice submission, if we submit to these things, we're going to actually experience freedom. 
And my experience with the word submission doesn't have to do with freedom. But there's a reason for that. And it's, it's because of my own misinterpretation of the word. Because submission and oppression are very different things. Did you know that submission, submission is about my choice. I choose or not whether to submit. It's up to me. It's not up to you. You can't make me submit and still call it submission. If you make me submit, you just crossed over to oppression. And this is not about biblical oppression. This is about <laughs> biblical submission, which is always our choice. Always our choice. So you have the freedom, and I have the freedom to choose whether to submit to God, to submit to Scripture, to submit to one another, to submit to all of these different things. But think about this. What if we actually managed to lay down the burden of always having to get our way? Mike, that's not a burden. That's a good thing. When I always have to get my way, then I'm constantly in turmoil because I've got to fight for it. But if I lay that down, think of the freedom that can come from that. Jesus called it turning the other cheek, right? Deny yourself and take up your cross. You've heard that it was said, you must love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who harass you so that you'll be acting as children of your Father who is in heaven. He makes the sun to rise on both the evil and the good and sends rain on both the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love only those who love you, what reward do you have? Don't even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing? Don't even the Gentiles do the same. Therefore, there's that word again, therefore, just as your heavenly Father is complete in showing love to everyone, so you must be complete also. So we set aside our petty needs and we trust God to, to take care of those things. Mark 8, then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and lose their very soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? So this is what we're talking about with submission, that we submit to the will of God. And, you know, emphasis, 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 this is not about oppression. Submission is our choice. We choose it. It's an act of our will. It's letting go of our right to have our own way and submit to the way of the cross. It's us making the choice to put the welfare and desires of others, so our spouse, our significant other, our kids, our brother, our sister, all those in our life, putting their needs above our very own. But that's our choice. Oppression is the opposite of that. Oppression is when somebody tries to force you with words, with uh, physically, emotionally, or spiritually to do what they want you to do. That's oppression. And that's not biblical submission. <coughs> you know, when I officiate a marriage, in one form or another, you're going to find this sentence, this, this sentiment. 
This is actually from my friend uh, Jeremy's wedding vows when I married him and his wife, April. And I get to tell them this. So I say, you will make decisions together. You will argue together. You will have ups. You will have downs. But I will say to you that rare is the marriage that does not grow strong where the husband and wife try to outserve one another. Seek to build up, not tear down. Seek to grow in God's grace, and he will see you through all things. And the truth of that statement is I have never seen a marriage that was not healthy when the husband and wife were trying to outserve one another. When, for me, when Kit's needs take priority to me and my needs take priority to, to her, that we have a healthy, vibrant marriage. See, our happiness is not dependent on getting what we want. Cultivating an, this attitude, building this attitude of submission and service frees us. It frees us up. We can be more generous to others, but it's not easy. I came across this story. See, we love getting our way. <laughs> we do. I love getting my way, too. You know, it's, you know I'm preaching this, but I can, I'm sitting here going, I, I could be sitting here going, Amen, Mike, that's right, you know, because it's true. I love getting my way, even when that might be dangerous. And I came across this story. It's uh, the captain of a ship. It was a dark night, and he was sailing, and he saw some lights off in the distance, and immediately he told his signalman, he said, send this message, alter your course 10 degrees to the south. And promptly a return message was received. It said, alter your course 10 degrees to the north. And the captain got mad. So he said, his command had been ignored, so he sent a second message. It said, alter your course 10 degrees south. I am the captain. And he immediately got a message back that said, alter your course 10 degrees to the north. I am seaman third class Jones. And that really made the captain mad, so he sent a third message. He knew it would scare whoever it was. He said, alter your course 10 degrees south. I am a battleship. And he received back, alter your course 10 degrees north, I am a lighthouse. <laughs> we're all going to have dark and foggy times and those times when we're not real sure, but we've, we're going to go, you know, and you better move. All sorts of voices telling us, go here, go here, you need to do this, you need to do that. But out of that darkness, there's going to be one voice, one light that will direct us correctly 10 degrees north into safety. If we're willing to let go of that right that we have and to let God lead us. Jesus was the ultimate example of that, of this letting go and letting God, letting go of his own rights in the garden. When he said, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That's letting go and letting God have his way. It means that we have to develop a reliance on the Holy Spirit. And that's hard stuff because we've got to rely on the Holy Spirit to lead us to make wise decisions. And we wrestle a lot with that. And we need other people in our lives. And that's why we need all of these disciplines, right? That's why we pray, meditate, fast, study. Seek simplicity, uh, seek solitude in order to grow to be who God calls us 
to be. Our purpose in doing these things is to realize a greater good in our life. And, and know this, the freedom that we experience is the end. These disciplines, they're merely the means. They help us on the journey. And we may, must be cautious that we don't pedestal the disciplines and say, well, I have to do all of these things right because you're not going to. Let me just tell you straight up, you're not going to get it all right. Not going to happen. Doesn't mean you don't strive and do your best. But don't pedestal the disciplines. Pedestal the freedom. If you want to pedestal something. We have freedom in Christ. And who he has set free is free indeed. And that's the way that we want to live. That, that freedom in him. This Lenten season, my prayer for us, my continuing prayer, is not to look at what we're giving up so much as looking at what we're gaining. We have an opportunity to draw near to the creator of all, and I pray that we do that. And whatever that looks like, we do that fully. If you'll bow with me. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for who you are. Thank you, Lord, thank you. Thank you for rainbows and moons and all the things that you give us as gifts. Thank you for family, for husbands and wives, and, and, and for us when we come together, brothers and sisters and cousins and all those when we come together and we sometimes fuss and we argue and we fight. Help us always to see you in the midst of that and to let your light shine in such a way that we can set aside the petty things that get often get in the way. We want to stand for you always, but, but we also want to be, be able to set aside things that are preventing a relationship with you from flourishing. Pray, Lord, that you would be with us as we close this service, but, Lord, may that be the beginning of a week that honors you. In Jesus' name, amen.